Hello, how you guys doing? This is uh, Pete Robinson, Texas Pete, Texas Finest. I'm here with my uh, best friend, Anthony Lanier. Hey, you gonna say best friend and don't say the second. Anthony Lanier the second, sorry guys. When it comes to football, rivalries often make headlines. But you will find on every team, there are friendships that grow beyond the game. I am Daniela Ponticelli, the host of Air It Out, a Saskatchewan Rough Rider podcast. This week, I sit down with two pairs of BFF's best football friends, starting with defensive lineman Anthony Lanier II and Pete Robertson. I don't know what it is about this guy that me and him kind of stuck together, you know what I mean? And I just love being around him, man. He a funny dude. Sometimes he do upset me. But he, he he's a guy, man, that I know in, in, in any situation on or off the field, you know, he's going he gonna to back you up. Later, you will hear from wide receiver Jake Winicky and his good friend, starting quarterback Trevor Harris. We're like brothers, you know, for eternity first. We're like friends second, and then it's like we're teammates third. Uh, it's just like one of those, you know, rare relationships you come across in life. These friends have a lot to share about each other, beginning with the duo who live together and claim to have the closest friendship of any on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Anthony Lanier II, Pete Robertson, you two play on the defensive line together as Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But take me back to how you two first met through football. 2017? There you go. 2017. Uh, we became teammates. My first year I was with Seattle. And he was already uh, with Washington, the, uh, where the commanders now. And, um, yeah, our, our dynamic, our friendship started in uh, 2017. Started going into, you know, meetings together, sitting by each other, and then, you know, just rapping in the locker room because that's most of the camaraderie comes. And then one thing that we noticed that we had in common was, one, we love to rush the passer. And also the team noticed it. So they used to have me and him line up against everybody every day. Even after practice, and made us go one on ones against every offensive lineman, and we never lost. It was fun, but it was tiring. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that helped boost me and his uh, relationship with him being, you know, more than just teammates, but friends for the long haul. Because you know, we kind of it's funny because we kind of the similar, like same person. You know, we both from the south. He from Georgia, I'm from Texas, and uh, our dynamic it was just it, it picked up from there. I think we talked probably like. Right every week. Yeah. yeah. Checking every week. everything good. You know, yeah. I talk to his mom. He'll talk to my mom. Yeah. He'll talk to my brothers. You know, we'll hang out. It'd be times. It'd be times that we'll call each other random. It'd be like two in the morning, one in the morning. Cause, you know, uh, Georgia, hour ahead of Texas. So, so it's just like randomly we up at the same time. It's just like it's on the same, <laughs> it's yeah. on the same time. And, and we are, we're definitely, we are both early birds. We're probably both up around five o'clock in the morning. And when is bedtime? It just depends. It just depends. And sometimes with us, we'll go to sleep without knowing we even sleep. Right. Because so, yeah. the funny thing about it, you get to watching film and then you sitting there talking about it so much and then it's like, bro, like, look at this. Like, why is he doing this? Like, and the next thing you know, you just kind of locked into it and he's like, hey, Pete. So you guys, you met obviously playing in Washington. Did you like each other from the get-go? That team that we had there, you know, we had a lot, a lot of ups and downs with wins and losses. But far as like a together group, 
you know, it was a lot of guys from the South that could relate. Uh, it was a huge brotherhood we had there. And, uh, it, it, like, it grown because then uh, I had a family member that played with Washington as well, and he knew Anthony uh, before I knew him, and we was all genuinely close, you know, as friends. So we used to crack jokes on each other, and all that. they used to talk about my nose, and <laughs> I used to talk about his feet because hey. his feet is <laughs> Anthony got huge feet, guys. You had to bring up that part? <laughs> <laughs> so you see, we crack a lot of jokes on mm. each other. <laughs> You've already started doing this in terms of describing each other, talking about how funny you are. I want you to describe each other in as much seriousness as you can, I suppose, as both players and as people. Um, I'm gonna take this from the first one. Um, describing Pete, I would have to say, definitely a person you can depend on, um, especially on the field, because a lot of the things as far as visual that come up that may be hitting for me, especially like being at the defensive tackle position, sometimes are overlooked or not seen in the vocalizing of him and being able to trust him as far as, you know, what's the right connection? I mean, what's the right track that we got to run and making sure that we know what we watch and I understand exactly what he's seeing but just by him, what he's saying. Like, it helps us play so much better because at the same time with him looking at me and telling me or, or him saying these things or we vocalizing it back and forth to each other, we know how to play off each other because we've been playing with each other so long that it say, okay, this type of say, well, he might go under on this one. Or he might go over on top of this. This might be a sticky situation for him, so let me go ahead and take these up off of him and he can go make this play, you know? So it's never no – you see less, like, selfishness between everybody as a whole just off of what we do in the start. Describing Anthony, first, foremost, I can say throughout the years when we play sports, I always have a genuine – friendship with everybody you know I try to get uh, close with everybody on the team but uh some I don't know what it is about this guy that me and him kind of stuck together you know what I mean and I just love being around him man he a funny dude sometimes he do upset me but he, he he's a guy man that I know in, in in any situation on or off the field you know he's gonna he gonna back you up 24 7 and um he's a guy that Especially when we on the field, like he said, you know, I make a certain call, a certain adjustment where the, the guys don't see it. And he's a guy that me and him got so much chemistry together. We didn't play together, practice together over the amount of years. He knows exactly what I'm saying as, as I'm alerting it. You know, and then it's a lot of things what I do. Um, I do sign language a lot while we out there instead of being vocal because some teams are smart enough to pick up on, you know, what we keep saying and stuff like that. I do a lot of sign language to where it get to a point Anthony, I already know when a, a certain formation come up, something come up, he already know where I'm kind of going with it. You know what I mean? Or like now how they trying to play the game now with both of us kind of being on there, trying to take one of us out and, you know, trying to minimize the other one. But um, I think our communication and how we both approach the game is is unmatchable, you know. And um, this game right here, I can say that it's more than football to us. You know, it gave us an opportunity – to be the providers of our family. It gave us the opportunity to be the guys that the community look up to, be around the kids and and establish what we didn't learn and what we didn't did into the kids. Cause you know, Anthony have his foundation with, with the, under, the undefeated warrior, what he do with the kids back home. And a lot of people don't know, I actually coach during my off season. I'm an actual coach. I, I'm an assistant D-line coach at the high school and I coach middle schools. Uh, at the basketball, uh, my, the basketball level, because you know we um, 
being football while they uh in football as well. So we involved a lot with the kids, you know, because uh, we was a kid before and um we still have that kid mindset where we know that every kid need an opportunity. I think me and him both kind of feed off of that. And um we enjoy being around each other like I said before and it's like it's a it's like when we go on an off season we enjoy our time, but it's like when we call each other so much, no, I know it's getting to the point. I'm like, all right, well, we're gonna have to see each other. All right, well, you you know, so Anthony official. So it was times he would come to Texas and me, I'll move around all across to I'll be everywhere and he'll be in he he'd be looking for places to fish and <laughs> I'd be telling him, he'd be like, man, I'm in Houston, come to Houston. I'm like, bro, I'm like five hours away. You know, he get mad at me that I'm far away. And then when he into I'm trying to get him to, you know, get it get with me and you know, it just it's it's like after the years going on, man, the relationship it didn't got so big, man. It's it's something that you know I, I endure and I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Tell me then, what do you guys like to do together? Play a lot of Call of Duty. Anthony uh, just bought an Xbox not too yeah. long ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting introduced and to he, that. And he's on the Call of Duty way with me, so we uh we definitely big on that. And um the thing is, like in the off season, I think we do so much within the kids. We kind of be busy within our states, but actually this year coming up, we um we putting a project together to where I'm going to uh, pack my guys up. We're going to travel down to Georgia, and we're going to do like a big 707 tournament where I bring some guys from Texas and some guys from Georgia, and we're going to, at the end of the uh, tournament camp or however you want to um, call it, we're going to have like some gifts. We're going to talk. We'll have some more guys that we play football with that involved in their community trying to, you know, get into it with us. So I think that's that's, that's our that's our biggest goal this offseason once we uh, get together is uh, do something for the kids. Oh, that's so great. And you have to start planning it now, right? Yes. Wow, yeah. Oh. We've, been, we've been planning it since the offseason. Yeah, 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 we've been planning it since the offseason. So it's, it's, it's going to be a good deal for sure. Mm-hmm. You have to be good friends to live together harmoniously, especially when you're spending so much time together. Pete, you mentioned something about sometimes he upsets you. <laughs> I want to know more about that. Well, you know, Anthony sometimes choose to direct me when I'm – and you know what? He's not wrong. I'm going to tell you guys. So even <laughs> though I do get upset, I, I do that. get – it's just that. sometimes I will get – I will I will lose my mind sometimes. And, you know, you got to have that friend to bring you back to play. You know, I, I never – you know, you always – me personally, the friends I do have, they're going to always tell you when you're right or wrong. And, you know, at the end, in, in this day and age how life is – I don't want nobody around me that's going to tell me, you know what I'm saying, I'm right even though I'm doing wrong. If I'm wrong, let me know I'm doing wrong. You know what I mean? Because life's too short. You know what I mean? I got, I have children. I have two. I have a daughter and a son. He has a daughter and a son. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's bigger than us. You know what I mean? So I attitude at that moment in time, just like him, if he upset and I got to pull him to the side, yeah. he don't want to hear it, but he know – I'm gonna tell him just the same vice versa. He gonna let me know as well. Yeah, because it's a difference when it's the, the, you know, anybody can come tell you that, but it's just the being who we are to each other, you know, it makes it that much more like caring because you know that they actually care and they actually love you and they actually worry about what's going on with you. So you take it to heart more. 
You got to understand him. Yeah, at that moment, you might say some cuss words to him. <laughs> you might, you know, but later on that day, you're going to, you know, once, because we're we not the type of guy, we're not going to stay mad all day. Yeah. Now, if it's happening on the field, you wrong, I'm we riding behind each other. You wrong, we wrong we together. Wrong, we wrong together. But now, if you wrong, and then when we get back here and watch this film, hey, 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 hey. We was wrong. Now yeah. we need to. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's the biggest dynamic yeah. though. We 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 definitely, yeah. and it's vice versa. Everything. Yeah. You hold each other accountable. Yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You mentioned your children. It has to be tough to be away from them this long during the season. It is a challenging part about being a professional athlete, and both of you live this every day. Does your friendship help with that? And are you able to lean on one another? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, cause we both been through similar situations with our our kids, and um, it it, it helps. Like um, you know, I just uh got back from the bye week, but like my son's birthday tomorrow, you know, and um, just like uh doing camp, my daughter's birthday was doing camp, and um, since I've been in Canada, I missed uh three of her birthdays, which I normally don't miss. My son, I missed the birth and these next, well, the first birthday and this one. But uh, being with them guys, like I was saying on the field earlier at practice, man, um, you guys are the only reason why I would miss anything, you know what I'm saying, to do with my kids. Definitely because at the same time, you know, people don't think about how far away we are from home and how we miss our families as well. So, like, and that comes with the team camaraderie, as people says, and being in tune with the people because just, like, me knowing that, you know, I'm going to celebrate that birthday, you know, with – and, or, you know, trying to make his day a little bit brighter because I know how I would feel if I was, you know, wanting to be home with my children at that time as well. So if it's their birthday, shoot, as good as my children's birthday, you know, making sure that everybody understands that we're in this together because what people also don't know is, and, you know, it's been told a couple times, but, you know, I'm going to say it officially and let it be known out there as well. I wouldn't be in Canada if it wasn't for you know, actually calling me and sitting down and talking to me and asking me to come up here with him. And um, I'm going to give him his flowers right now because we're on this microphone because that was a dark time in my my career. And I was about to hang up my cleats, and my boy came through and called me and asked me to come up here with him. And that was one of the better decisions I made by coming up here and being with my brother. Yeah, I mean... That's that's friendship right there. That's love. <clears throat> I wanted to ask about that because, Pete, you signed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders February of 2020. Right. There was no season. You opted out. You opted back in. And then, hey, your buddy Anthony joins you. What happened during that time for you? You know, that's when um, we was all kind of traveling with, you know, and didn't nobody know about the pandemic and things was going to happen like that. And, um uh, once, you know, everything had happened with the pandemic, I was kind of stuck within what should I do? And uh, it's funny because the pandemic actually blessed me because I was able to start a trucking company with a guy I went to college with, which is still doing phenomenal. And uh, shout out to JJ. JJ, I love you. That's my, my business partner. He's doing a great job. And um, I ended up starting my trucking company. I was actually driving for a while. I was working with my trucks and my employees for a minute. And uh, Paul Jones gave me a call. And uh, he wanted me to sign because it's funny because they was actually trying to get me to sign when I had left Washington in 2018. But I, I really wasn't, you know, up for it yet by coming to Canada and up going still playing another year in the NFL. And once I finally got that call, you know, I was just like, you know what? 
I'm 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 gonna test it out. I'm gonna see what it's about. You know, Paul really, you know, it, he sound like he 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 wanted me to get here so bad. So I, you know what, I'm gonna test it. You know, I I don't got nothing to lose. It's a pandemic going on, and uh, as I was talking to Paul, he say, "Uh, what about your your brother, your boy?" In my mind, I'm like, "Who are you talking about?" And he say, "Uh, Anthony." And I gave him a call. You know, he say he going. I say, "Anthony, been there." He said, I said, man, Paul, let me get, I'm gonna call you back. Let me call him. And I remember, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember as soon as I got on the phone and I'm talking to him. He gotta say it for you. gotta say it for him. I got you. <laughs> you gotta say it for him. <laughs> I gotta say it. Yeah, go ahead. And first, I say, Aunt, man, you wanna come? He say, and say, man, those folks called you. <laughs> I say, yeah, man, I think I'm gonna go. You gonna go up there? I say, yeah, I'm gonna go. But listen, if I go, I need you with me. He said, man, I'm going to think about it. Then I said, man, don't do a lot of thinking. I need you with me. He hung up the phone. I don't think it was an hour later. He called me back. Let's do it. Because that, cause at that point in time, like I said, I wasn't thinking about playing football anymore or anything like that. So the request wasn't for me to come play football so much in my head. It was come back your brother because he about, he about to go to war. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. And then you know how family family goes, and that's my family. Yeah. Right or wrong, we going into it. We yeah. out here. And I, I, I told him, I said, man, we gonna go up here together. We gonna we gonna handle the league together. And you know, God blessing us right now to this day. You know, we we playing lights out. And um, I pray He continue to keep us healthy, and and we keep keep playing how we playing. Yeah, you guys had the highs of 2021 last year. There were some challenges for the team. This year, though, your third season with the Riders, what are you each focused on? Just the growth of our legacy because as of right now, I think we're doing Rider Nation some justice by showing them that we're they made the right decision by having us here and putting faith in us to make sure that we get the job done. You know, the fans are getting packed and they having something more to talk about and we love to hear the energy that they're bringing to us because one thing about Rider Nation, they're going to give it to you hard, but one thing, they're going to ride behind you too. I think the the biggest thing, you know, uh, with us, we're going into this year is um, just just I, I, in my mind, is just stay healthy and uh, be consistent. You know, God is gonna handle everything else for us. You know, as long as we keep Him first, and at the end of the day, you know, this is a game we've been playing for so long. You know, that's why I be talking to some of the rookies. They'll ask me, "Are you nervous? Are you man? It's it's another day. It's another day for us. So it's it, it's the game I love. It's the game He love, and um. It's what we gonna do until you know it's time for us to hang it up. You two bring a lot of energy to the Riders' defense. Describe what it's like actually being out there in the trenches with your best friend. You know, it's besides just being out there with Aunt, being out there with Micah, uh, Miles of Christmas, uh, Larry Dean, Moncrief, Nick Marshall, uh, Revis, uh, Henderson, Jeremy Clark, Roland. It's man, it's a defense that me and Anthony love playing on. We love them guys behind us because they, they know at the end of the day, uh, ain't coming in with the barking, and I'm coming in with money game. You know? So, man, we, we going to bring that energy for us, especially up front because it started with us. It started with us, and, uh, you know, we got another guy, Michael Johnson, that's, you know, been in the league for a long time. And um, he was actually one of the guys that uh, when we first got here, he, he was, was he was the top dog. Yeah, he was he dog. was he was the top dog when we got here. And uh, one thing about me and Ant, man, we uh we always give you know people that respect, Definitely. you know. And uh, he was a guy that you know we we dealt with 
you know, majority of the time we was uh, close with still. We close with today. I think uh, our relationship with him got even stronger, especially with this season coming back. Cause he even it's funny because he even wanted to come back to be here with us. Going to war with them guys and 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 participating in every game practice, weight room. You know, it's something that you're gonna forever remember. You know what I mean? It's something that within your career you gonna know you certain teams you played on or who you played with. You know, I'm pretty sure me and Ant gonna continue talking when we go, man, you remember when such and such did this or <laughs> such and such did that? You know, and uh, just by being able to play with them guys, you know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's a great opportunity because it's a lot of people that's within our age or where we from don't get the opportunity to even play, you know, college, you know what I'm saying? Or even try to get the chance to sniff professional. So being with that bond, being with the team, because we got some guys that's besides me and Anthony, like, Moncrief and Dean, for instance, man, them guys, how they approach the game from practice, film, it, it's it's remarkable. You know what I mean? It's like they remind us of guys who've been in the NFL because they approach it as in, it's, you know, because the CFL is nothing no farther than the NFL. Let me, let me clear that up because there's great talent up here. But how them guys approach the game, how they take certain little things serious with even special teams, them guys not even on special teams, it go to show you that, okay, we know each other care, me and Anthony, but now we see, okay, these guys care as much as we do. And we don't have no problem, you know, busting somebody across the head for them guys. Right. You know what I mean? Me and Anthony will lay it out. It'll be time I tell Ant, hey, take all of them out. <laughs> take them all out. And he, you know, we'll we'll be on, you know, we'll be on what the team needs us to do. What are some of your favorite moments playing together so far? I know that's a big question because you really oh, do have a lot of I, I got I got two real good ones. And it was kind of crazy because we went down to Winnipeg our, when our first year was up here, and that's when it got real cold. We played in that cold in that final. Yeah. Oh, my God. We looked at each other in the locker room, and we, like, already knew in our head, like, it wasn't no time to back down from it. We took our shirts off. We walked around the field, and we just was, like, it was like, okay, yeah, we back out here. It's it's it's, it's time to do it. And we had Winnipeg Stadium's dead silent, like, non-touchable. That was the, one of the first ones. My favorite one, though, I got to say, of all time with him, we were on in the red zone, and he came around the corner. I'm talking about just, you know, just fluent pass rush move that he, you know, his favorite one that, that you know, that that one. Mm -hmm. And just watching him because I'm on the same track trying to get there, and you know, it was just like being able to admire each other's determination to get to that point. But, you know, he got the sag and got up, and this is my favorite part. He got up, he turned around and looked at me, and we was like, come on! <laughs> and we shot out about 20 yards, and he then did his little sack there, his beating on his chest and crawling on the ground. But, like, people don't – I don't think people understand and really can see, like, that in the game. That's genuine love and support of each other, but, like, I'm over here acting like I just got a say. And he got it. I'm over here like, oh, money game, money, money game. Oh, oh, get him, baby. One of my favorite, favorite, I got a lot. I got a lot. But this one right here. Right, keep it clean. Keep yeah, it clean. I'm, I'm going to keep it clean. This one right here, this is one of my favorite. This one we was playing um, Ottawa last year. When all the crazy stuff went on. I suffered my injury, you know. And I remember when I suffered my injury, the first person I see when I look up, it was Ant. I ain't never seen him this live up to my 
he was hotter than fish grease. Hot. Mad. He say, look me dead in my eyes. Don't worry about it. I got you. Within the next play, well, you know, quarterback hurt that world. Not that play, but the play after, you know, we end up – I think it was Andrew, one of them D-line ended up causing the phone. We get the ball back. As I'm sitting down, I look up again. They bring me the football. And Anthony had it. So that that moment right there for me, because I I was you know I was I was devastated because I honestly thought you know I had a season in the injury, how my foot and stuff that that situation happened. So that moment right there for me, that's when I knew you know if I go down, anything happened, well I know, you know what I'm saying this this guy right here he gonna he gonna hold it down for me. He gonna make sure he I don't care what he he gonna hurt himself trying to get get back. For me, so <laughs> that was one moment, man. That I was like, I was like, dang, man, this is, this is yeah. Well, all right, it's my boy. <laughs> I, got I love him. So it's incredible that you two have had so much time to work together. Obviously, you now live together as well as professional athletes. A job that, by its nature, comes with movement and a lot of change. Regardless of what happens in the future. What are you both appreciating about this moment right now? Just being a part of each other, being able to share this opportunity together, share these memories together because he will go home, I will go home. We'll talk all these tales about what we've done up here. And then until they hear or see us in person with each other and actually seeing that confirmation and understanding the energy level that's coming from it and the footballs that we'll talk about that we got at the house that'll be up on ponies the jerseys that'll be hanging up in each other's houses and it's an unexplainable feeling that we wish people could feel because when you don't have a feeling of having people especially with me because i'm my only child so you know that brother sister love i never understood it or felt it but if this is what it feels like like that's hold on to it forever like I say, it's it's life. Um, Cause the, I just yeah, I just gotta say, life, man. You got we gotta be appreciative because it's if it, if it wasn't for the the things we sacrificed, if it wasn't for the blessings we've received, you know, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't both be on this podcast, you know. Saying with you, even you know, with you, everybody, you know, I feel like everybody's blessed in their own favor, and. um I, I just celebrate life, man. Even just traveling, coming down here is funny. I was on the flight coming down. We was going through a storm, and uh, the plane was shaking and stuff like that. But I was just sitting there thinking. I'm like, you know, you you gotta you gotta appreciate everything you go through. You know, saying so you're gonna go through storms, you're gonna go through try, you you're gonna go through a lot. It's about how you come out. You know, and I always say, even at the loss, I let uh, the the loss we suffered against Winnipeg. The first thing I tell about, I wasn't even upset because like I tell them all the time. You know, you're not defined, or you know, so you can't define yourself until you bounce, bounce back from a loss. You can't define yourself until you've been down, you know what I'm saying, where you feel like you can't come up no more and then you find a way up. You know what I mean? And that and that just grows within being a hard worker, you know what I'm saying, Recept, accepting reality and, and dealing with it, facing instead of running from it, we deal with it, we face it, and we handle it right then and there, and we move on from it. So... One thing I, I'm appreciative of is, is, is definitely life at all times. Our next two guests drew a lot of hype on the first day of free agency. Yeah, I'm Trevor Harris, quarterback uh, for play for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I'm Jake Winicky, a wide receiver for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. 
before making the move out west this year, the two played together for the Montreal Alouettes and quickly learned they have a lot in common. Trevor, Jake, let's start at the beginning. The most important question here in your friendship, how did you two meet? Well, I mean, the first time that I guess I briefly met him when he uh, went, I think it was 22 for 22, they started the game. Was that what it was? In the 2019 uh, Eastern Finals, we played against him. I was in Montreal. He was in Edmonton, uh, Eastern uh, Semifinals, and started off 22 for 22. And after that game, I think I briefly met him, and I said, good job. You destroyed us. <laughs> but then uh, I guess officially met him and kind of became friends when he came to Montreal in 2021. And I just met him in the locker room his first day right before practice. And, and I heard so many great things about him. Um, knew just the type of man he was, the man of God that he was, uh, the leader that he was, obviously the football player that he was. And, uh, yeah, so I just got to kind of first meet him then. And then our relationship started to, to grow a little bit uh, in 2021 throughout that Bible study. And then uh, when he signed back, when we both signed back in, in 22, I think is when our relationship really took off. And actually a funny story how that kind of happened before 2022 season. I was on my way. We were both driving up to training camp, and I was on my way. I was uh, in Indianapolis uh, visiting my uh, cousin on the way up. I just uh, kind of split the trip up there, and my car broke down the morning I was driving to Montreal. And I called Trevor. It was like 4 a.m. <laughs> He's not even <laughs> no. awake yet. And I was like, hey, uh, my car just broke down. I don't know how I'm going to get there. And uh, he ended up coming, meeting me halfway. My cousin dropped me halfway, and I rode the rest of the way to, to training camp with Trevor. And, and it was just an awesome time. First of all, just his uh, being able to take out, uh, take three hours going the opposite way, uh, or an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back. So taking three hours out of his way to make the trip. We didn't get into Montreal until like 2 a.m., uh, but we had an awesome time just, just getting to fellowship and just growing our relationship with each other, talking about the Lord, uh, talking about football, talking about life. And I think that just even just jump-started our relationship even more. Yeah, it was. it's funny because the first time uh, I actually saw Jake in his 2019 season, and, and I was like, man, this guy's pretty good, you know, watching him throughout the year. And uh, – the funny thing is, is the playoff game, you know, all this stuff that happened, he's always like, he's like, the first thing he says, he's like, dude, your haircut looks so good. <laughs> so I'm just like, dude, my haircut, like we, we ball, like we played a playoff game, but yeah. And then when, uh, when I signed with, uh, or when I got traded to Montreal, it was more or less, I heard a lot of things about everybody, just, you know, your reputation, a lot of time precedes yourself. And, um, you hear so many great things about Jake. And so often, uh, I said, I should say very few times in life, you meet somebody where they exceed your expectations in terms of the football player they are, but more importantly, the, the type of man they are. And uh, Jake's been like, I mean, shoot, he's however years younger than me, and he's a mentor to me in a lot of ways because I learn from him and grow from him in a lot of ways. And so it's like more than a friendship. It's like a, it's like a brotherhood. It's like a legitimate brotherhood with Jake. And uh, so to me, like, it's just been, you know, we're like brothers, you know, for eternity first, we're like friends second. And then it's like, we're teammates third. Uh, it's just like one of those, you know, rare relationships you come across in life. And so it's just been a blessing to me. And I'm just thankful that he got, he's stuck with me now. He's going to be my friend for the rest of his life. So. <laughs> so the fact that you two met on the field after playing one another, I don't know if you can even answer this question. Uh, did you know right away you two would have this extra special bond? No, I mean, we didn't like come up with a super secret <laughs> handshake after the playoff no, game or didn't. anything. <laughs> even, uh, you know, the first couple of days in Montreal, like I'm just trying to learn the offense and, um, 
uh, it's just it's funny because uh, my first or second practice there, I remember Jake got hit late on a play, and uh, one of our coaches was like, I think Jake even said a cuss word. Oh no! And uh, there's no. And way. I was like, I go, you said a cuss word. Like I was like, why is that even a deal? And he was like, I didn't say a cuss word. To this day, I've never heard Jake say a swear word. Uh, I've, on top of that, more important, I've never heard him say a negative word about a single person. And he's the only person in my life I know that I can say that about. Two years I've known him, and I've never heard him say a single negative word about a single person. And he's the only person I know that I've come across. I've never heard gossip. And so, uh, like I said, there's so many incredible things you can learn about Jake. But I think, honestly, the biggest thing I've learned is just how steadfast he is and who he is, uh, the authenticity and, you know, who he is every single day. Uh, it's unchanging. It's unwavering, whether he's hurt, injured, tired, sick, um, not football's not going the way he wants. doesn't matter. Same guy every day. And, uh, you know, I just think there's just so many things you could say, but that's about how I'd wrap him up in one sentence right there. And when you think then about what you do get to talk about, right, when you take away gossip, when you take away negativity, you get to fill your conversations with so much more. So share a little bit about what you do talk about. I know football's up there, (laughs) faith is up there, and family. You two have such a great connection now, both of you just welcoming new additions to the family. I think that's what's what's so cool um, about spending time with him. I mean, he mentioned a little bit earlier, too. There might be a little bit of a, a age gap, but I feel like what's so cool is we go on we go on the road and we're sitting in the room. Yeah, we talk about football. Um, yeah, we we talk about a lot of different things. But I think what's what's so cool is we both have uh, ultimately our same vision of how we want to live. We want to honor God in all that we do, and we want to seek Him with our whole heart. We want to love God. We want to love our family. We want to love those that we He's put in our life. And, and we're in very similar spots. And as far as our, our marriage with our wives, we both have three kids now. Um, our kids, uh, our couple of them are about the same age. She's got one that's a couple years older um, as well. But now we both have newborns that are about the same age. We both have a three-year-old. And it's just cool to, to kind of go through similar stages in life, but then also also knowing ultimately that we're both seeking the same thing in life. And I think when you, when you find that, it's just easy. Like I can just... I can just uh, come into my come into our room and just know like I don't have to have an agenda of what I want to talk about whatever like it just it just happens I don't know it's hard to explain because whenever I'm around him like it's just so easy just to to get deep and to talk whereas a lot of times those conversations are tough and then and you really gotta to work hard at it but when me and him are talking it's just all of a sudden we could be joking around and all of a sudden now we're okay we're talking about the truth we're talking about real life real things that we're going through and I think that's why I love being around him because I know I'm gonna grow I know I'm gonna have fun I know we're gonna joke around we're gonna enjoy one another's company but also. Every time I'm around him, I become a better man. And fun fact is, if you come into our hotel room, it's essentially a treatment center. (laughs) We have, you know, floss bands, sometimes a slant board. We've got laser. We've got massage guns. And it's funny because one of us will start, like, doing something for, like, you know, rehab, prehab, like, trying to stretch or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, the other one will stand up and start. It becomes like a competition that it's just like you're just – rehabbing and doing all these things to get yourself feeling better like the whole night and so it's just like one of those things we just keep talking the entire time and so uh, we've got quite a bit of treatment devices so uh, if you ever you're on our team and you ever need some treatment you know come to our room we've we've got you covered now I know that you have nicknames for a lot of players different receivers on the team do you call each other by your first names or do you two have nicknames for each other yeah, we typically call each other by our first names when we're together, but for around teammates, his nickname is JL for Jesus Lover, and 
my nickname actually changed this year, which is kind of one of those things. I'm not mm. sure how it works, but I, they made me change it because it was brand new. And so my nickname is Sheriff. Oh, you like it? It's good. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> he it's wants good. to change it to Chimney. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wanted to change it to Chimney because I was like, I want all the smoke. So I wanted to be Chimney. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just a fun joke. But uh, yeah. Name's Sheriff for now. You've both talked a bit about your journey to Saskatchewan, but I'm excited to have both of you here, both of you to talk about what happened at the end of last season and the excitement, I believe, from Jake, from Jake to get to Saskatchewan. <laughs> I just love the story. In January, we were in Missouri at our uh, Christian convention and uh, we're like talking to people and they're like, so who do you guys, who do you guys play for? You guys play in the Canadian Football League? And Jake's like, yeah. Uh, we played for Montreal last year, but next year we're both going to play for Saskatchewan. And I like looked at him and I was like, what is this dude talking about? And he like said it like we didn't know this person. Like it wasn't like somebody that we knew. He was he's he's like, yeah, we're both going to play for Saskatchewan. I'm I'm going there and he's coming too for sure. So like, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, Jake, uh, actually, I looked down and I had a text from Danny Machocha at the time. And I was like man i don't know because like danny was like we're gonna work this thing out bro i promise and i was like all right i, I don't know man I'm, I'm not sure like but yeah he said it and here we are and you were just so confident i think yeah i was just very um hopeful and yeah at the time too that like, i really didn't know if i was gonna and i definitely didn't know of trevor i mean i think he was the franchise quarterback at the time for montreal in my opinion that's what i thought he was for sure gonna be back there but i think i was definitely hoping to be here and, and hoping that Trevor Hur would somehow too. And, and at that time we hadn't, we both hadn't even started um, being in conversation with uh, Saskatchewan yet. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of a far, far out there idea, but uh, I guess we were just more so hoping for that. I was hoping for that and I would have loved to play with Trevor and just the fact that it all worked out. I mean, it was just amazing. It's just a, a God thing that it all worked out like that. So you start having conversations, I would imagine with the Rough Riders and I know, Jake, you asked Trevor for some advice. Did you ask Trevor for some advice on how to handle the free agency negotiations? <laughs> I mean, I, I was talking with Trevor throughout it, but ultimately I just wanted to, to be here. So, I, I mean, I told Trevor that I told the, the coaches that I told uh, Coach Dickey that, J.O., everybody. I just said, I, I want to be here, and that's, that's really where I wanted to be, and, and I'm glad that I'm here now. Yeah, so it, it was, you know, right around the window time opening up, and – I'd call Jake and I was like, we go, we're going to Sask and I'm going to make sure you're coming with me. And, uh, and yeah, actually that was when I kind of knew and I was like, I, we need to make sure we get Jake here cause he's a difference maker for us in the locker room and on the field. And, um, yeah, just somebody that I hope till I take my last snap, I get to play with this guy. I think when fans heard both of you were going to come here, there might've been this fantasy expectation that the two of you would be able to just hit the field game one it would be instant connection you know perfect completions all the time and that's not exactly how things have rolled out here early on in the season yeah first that'll come yeah <laughs> that's not something I'm worried about Jake played the majority of the last game we played on a pretty pretty good injury and the fact that he gutted through that is incredible but That'll come. You don't got to worry about that. That fantasy expectation, you can expect it. It's just a matter of when that happens because we're going to blow the blow the roof off of this at some point. And him, he's he's a guy that has to be involved and has to be at the forefront for us to be that. And so, uh, yeah, that will come. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's the funny thing about football because, I mean, I think 
we have those expectations, I guess, as well. I mean, I had those. I know coming into the season, we go like I think I think every player does. Um, and I think that's the cool thing about football and the cool thing about life is it just doesn't always go as planned, doesn't go as expected. And and I think sometimes when you when you hit those different things, you might be questioning a little bit, but it will uh, be able to go through it with uh, Trevor and ultimately uh, our faith in the Lord. It's just like it's going to carry us through and, and knowing that we're not ultimately out there to, to just have success and have everything go perfect. We're, we're out there to glorify God in everything we do and, and strive to get better every single day. And I think that's that's what's cool about football is it teaches you to continue to do that and just continue to, to go every single day and get better uh, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the situation. And every single football game, you can look at so many uh, little pieces throughout the game, so many plays that you made or didn't make. And it's just like if little things go a little bit differently, it is a big game or a small game, whatever it might be. And uh, just to be able to continue to, to grind through and get better every single day, knowing that hopefully that will come. Yeah, and I think one of the most important things about football in general, and this ties into a lot of things that I think Jake and I talk about, is what what happens on the field and what we go through on the field, it's really not significant because in five years, everybody will have done forgot it. What is important is who we're becoming in the process. And no matter what we go through in life, it's really not that significant with the moment. There's, I'm not, I'm not downplaying, you know, like there are big things that happen, you know, some types of family members. So I'm not discounting that. But what I am saying is what is the most important thing most of the time is who we're becoming throughout the process. So if it's not going well for you in the field, so what, who are you becoming? Are you going to become the person that, that, that becomes negative, that talks bad? Are you the type of person that's going to speak positivity that says, you know what, I need to turn up my work. I need to turn up my work ethic. I need to take this situation and I'm going to turn this around. It's just like if anything bad happens to you in life, who are you becoming in that process? Are you becoming somebody that just says, woe is me. I always have a dark cloud raining over my head. Well, guess what's going to happen? That dark cloud is going to keep following you. But if you speak life, speak positivity, if you say that, oh man, we're about, our breakthrough's coming, our breakthrough's coming. Who you're becoming is that positivity person and that stuff will come. A lot of times life and death is in the power of the tongue. I just want to stop it there, but I have more questions. (laughs) That was was very powerful. That's important stuff. I do mean that. You two talk about rooming on the road, but of course, when you are here in Regina, you're home with your families. Both of you now have three kids and everyone's getting settled in Saskatchewan. Do you two live close enough to each other that you get to visit often or or what does that dynamic look like? I think that's the cool thing about Saskatchewan too. Uh, nothing's too far. So I mean, yeah, I, I realized that as I asked you, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of on different sides of the town, but I mean, it still is 10, 15 minutes away. So uh, it's easy to get together. And, and I think that's something that's uh, been cool. Even last year in, in Montreal and even more so um, this year, just getting to get the families together um, and let the kids run around. And, and I, I think we've been become very good friends with each other's families. Our wives are good friends and our kids are good friends. I'm good friends with the kids. So it's just fun to, to always get together and, and just grow as families and, and just share life together. And in the fact that we both have uh, newborns at the house, I think that even makes it a, a little cooler to, to get together and just knowing that we're in very similar stages. And, and ultimately, again, as families also, we're, we're seeking the same thing, uh, seeking the Lord uh, together. And I think uh, it's also a commonality that it's like we find an excuse to go see each other because I have an ARP machine, (laughs) which is a a pretty heavy-duty treatment device, and it's at my house. And, you know, if he's got something going on that he wants to, you know, get to feeling better, uh, then it's like, hey, you want me to bring the ARP over? Or, hey, do you mind if I come over and get an ARP and I'll bring the kids and our kids play? And then it ends up, you know, turning into like a three-, four-hour just hang out for a while. And so it's just – 
it is really nice uh, to be able to have that. And so obviously the the whole treatment thing comes into play, the faith thing comes into play because we go to church together, uh, and the football thing comes into play because then we come here every day to the best place in the world play football and get to spend time together yeah taking it back to football what are some of your favorite memories just being together out on the field I mean my first year in Montreal I just remember like uh my first ever game that I played and there came a call on the headset that I hadn't heard before it was Pearl (laughs) and uh I look out there and I was like Pearl I was like, oh, man, I don't know this one. Because I just got there a few days before, and uh, I was like, I'm just looking for Jake. And so I watched Jake, and I'm just, like, looking for him, and unfortunately nothing was open. But uh, as I kind of learned Pearl, we were able to connect on it actually a couple weeks later. And then uh, that couple weeks later, Jake actually scored two touchdowns. And I just remember that game. I was like, if I get man coverage, I'm going to Jake because he's one of the best route runners I've ever been around. He's able to generate separation, step on toes, and – uh, be able to get his depth regardless of the type of man coverage it is. And so he's just always somebody I've leaned on. And I remember early in my – when I was in Montreal, when I wasn't quite comfortable learning the offense yet, I remember just saying, like, Jake, okay, let's go. And so like, and I, he probably doesn't even know that. But that's, uh, it was like if it's man, I was like, I'm just finding Jake. And uh, he, I never even have told him that. But that was, uh, that was the secret to my early success in Montreal was – how I throw into him and Gino, just no matter what. I think some of the coolest things that I think of, uh, I have a lot of, I think, memories in, in Montreal and different things, but just like one thing just in general is just like just watching Trevor, no matter the circumstances, no matter what, no matter how he's feeling, no matter how the game is going, uh, just continues to go out there and just give everything he has, every single play. Like I think about this year, like so many times, like I, not a lot of people know exactly um, just like how much pain he's in and, and what he's going through with his injury. Uh, but like just, I do. And and just to know uh, what he's going through and watch him go out there and just grind through and also play at such a high level, I think is something that I'll always just remember just the, the toughest that he is, how much he loves football and how much he just loves to be out there for her his team and ultimately for the Lord striving to, to give everything he has. Um, and it just, I don't know, it inspires me for sure. Just, just seeing him go out there, um, no matter how he's feeling, no matter what's going on in the game. What is something that people might not know about your friend here? Jake is the best hearts player in the world. <laughs> and Trevor's a little better. <laughs> so we, uh, on road trips, like I was telling my wife the other day, uh, I was like, whenever I am done, cause you know, I'm not 26. Um, I was like, some of the things that I'll miss about football, it's not necessarily game day. I was like, I'm going to miss, you know, when I get here at 6, 10 in the morning and I walk up to the weight room or the film room, every day I walk by, I see the dim light on in the linebacker room and I see Larry Dean watching film. And I'm just like, man, champ, and they're watching film at 6.15, you know, the leader of our defense. I just, like, that's something I'll miss doing is seeing that dim light on and I'll miss – the plane rides, uh, you know, getting the snack bag and looking and being like, ah, we don't eat bread. And then, like, we play hearts together, and we name the other three players our kids, and we just wail on them. And uh, we have such a good time just playing hearts. And then, uh, yeah, those are, like, the things you'll miss are just, like, the bonding times with your teammates, you know. Definitely. What is the greatest thing? And this will be tough to narrow down to one thing, but if you had to summarize it and put perspective on it, what is the greatest thing about your friendship as it is right now? I know every time 
I'm around Trevor, he points me closer to Jesus. He pushes me closer to Jesus. He encourages me in the faith. It was funny. Yesterday, we were, uh, it's, it's game day, and I'm just hanging out with the family. He's hanging out with the family right before he comes to the facility. And so every week in Bible study, we have, we've been doing this uh, with our Bible study, even going back to Montreal days. We have a memory verse. And you actually heard us uh, saying our memory verse before this podcast started. And, and he just calls me, and he says, man, I just I heard this quote. He said, actually, it's, it's kind of like a statement. And he starts Name it off the verse, and he started just listening to the verse, and he actually goes beyond this week's verse into the next uh, couple verses, and it just it just inspired me. I was like, oh man, I was like, first of all, you're a beast. That was awesome. Second of all, when we hung up that phone, it inspired me to get into my Bible and, and spend time with that, so I could learn that. And I think that's just a daily thing. Every time I'm around him, he just pushes me to become a better man in everything. Ultimately, uh, closer to Jesus gets me in the Word, gets me praying more, spending more time with the Lord, but also makes me a better father, better better with my kids, uh, better with my wife, uh, better husband, uh, better football player, just a better man in general, better job loving on my teammates, encouraging my teammates. I mean, every time I'm around him, uh, he just pushes me to be better. That's good. I appreciate that a lot. And uh, I, I would echo exactly what Jake said, but I would also say that uh, the best part about Jake's friendship to me is Jake has joy, uh, not just happiness. And I think there's a big difference. That happiness is circumstantial. Um, you're happy when you get an ice cream cone and you get to eat it, or you're happy when you win a game. Jake has joy, and I, it's uncircumstantial. And a lot of times that speaks to me a lot because uh, football is not the most important thing in the world, but I treat it like it. And so when it's not going well, I don't have joy. I've I've had to learn to try and have joy regardless of circumstances that way and to have proper perspective. And to me, like that's been the coolest thing is last year, for whatever reason, they were not letting our best route runner run a lot of routes in games. And his joy was, it was uncircumstantial. He was always, and I was just like, man, we've got to get you more involved in the office. He's like, oh, dude, it don't matter, man. I'm out there playing for God. I'm just like, man, like just stuff that gives you the chills when he says that stuff. And I was like, I can't talk to you right now because you're way too good of a person. I'm trying to complain for you and you're not letting me. It is truly a joy to spend time with Trevor and Jake, just like it is sitting down with Anthony Lanier II and Pete Robertson. It's no surprise both conversations could have filled an entire episode on their own. That's why next week there will be a special bonus episode of Air It Out, where the players ask each other questions and I test Anthony and Pete's claim of having the best friendship on the team. Air It Out is hosted, written, and edited by me, Daniela Ponticelli, with technical and editorial support from Blake Tideman and Ariel Zur. Our podcast graphics are designed by Angela Bailey. Air It Out is a Saskatchewan Rough Rider podcast.